It's Tuesday, August 12th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and for the second time in somewhere around 700 episodes, I am alone in the studio. Uh, so I should I should warn our dozens of listeners and our tens of viewers on YouTube that, well, certainly for the people who are watching on YouTube, this is going to be the least visually interesting episode of Market Foolery ever. Not that we necessarily pull out a lot of uh, whiz-bang graphics and, and effects and that sort of thing. Um, but I should warn you, uh, th- this is just going to be me talking for a few minutes. So uh, by all means, feel free to uh, skip this episode because I, prom- I promise that tomorrow we will be back to talking about stocks. But uh, I wanted to spend just a couple of minutes today mm-hmm. talking about Robin Williams. And I will bring this around to investing, I promise. But I was uh, by now you've no doubt heard the news um, Robin Williams, dead at the age of 63 from an apparent suicide, um, uh, on the very real possibility that you're listening somewhere in the world and you're unfamiliar uh, with Robin Williams. Um, He was uh, an incredibly talented entertainer, and I'll get to that in a moment as well. But I was was texting last night with a a work colleague um, who was complaining a little bit about – Complaining a little bit about work stuff, and then uh, we sort of both got the news at the same time. And then he was saying, you know, he texted me, "Well, okay, there's there's my perspective check." Um, uh, and it really was, it really was just one of those uh, stories that sort of, um, for me anyway, just rocked me when I heard it. Um, so much has already been written about Robin Williams, and there have been pieces on television, etc. Uh, the phrase that I saw that I thought perfectly summed up Robin Williams was um, that he was an impossible talent. And if you are old enough and you have enough of an interest in entertainment, then you know everything he did in his career. I think probably a lot of people have something that they remember him from. Maybe it was a stand-up special he did. Maybe it was a movie that sort of thing. But if you're like me and you are old enough and you are very interested in the world of entertainment, then you actually do remember everything he ever did. Um, and I think – I remember watching some of the early coverage last night on television and thinking that despite all of the accolades, he still wasn't really getting his due as as an artist, as an entertainer um, because – from his first stand-up special in the 1970s, you know, this is a guy who was a stand-up comic. He was a recording artist, a Grammy-winning recording artist with his comedy albums. He was a TV star. He was an Academy Award-winning actor. Um, and there are just so few people who conquer that many realms in the world of entertainment. Um, and the thing about Robin Williams, particularly if you remember him from stand-up comedy and the TV show Mork and Mindy, it was kind of shocking to see him go into dramatic acting and even in some ways more shocking to see him succeed at it. Um, I just remember the, the, the thing about Robin Williams that astonished me when I was younger that I learned about him was that he attended Juilliard, that this brilliant improvisational comic mind and manic comedic actor was also a classically trained actor. 
Um, and so maybe when you look at the body of his work, it, it, it starts to make more sense. Um, a few of the movies in his body of work, if you haven't seen them, as the summer wraps up, find one of these movies and put it in because uh, it's it's really amazing to see. Um, Good Morning Vietnam, The Fisher King, Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting. By the way, Goodwill Hunting, among other things in that movie, and I think the guys at the Drunken Sportsman podcast would back me up on this, pretty good Boston accent. Uh, granted, he's doing it opposite Matt Damon, who's from Boston and has a perfect Boston accent whenever he wants to turn it on. Same for Ben Affleck. So a little rough by comparison, but all, all things being said, pr- pretty good Boston accent. Um, but then to see him do just take these dark, dramatic turns in movies like One Hour Photo and Insomnia and Dead Again. Um, there's a quote from Dead Poets Society um, that made its way into a recent television commercial that Apple did, I think for the iPad. Um, and it's uh, in, in the movie Dead Poets Society. He's a teacher at a boarding school and he is – it is a uh, – boarding school with all these uh, amazing accolades and this fabulous tradition. Um, but part of the tradition is just get these young men, I think it's said in maybe the 50s or 60s, maybe the 60s, and it's get these young men to sort of conform and and go off and lead productive lives. And one of the things he wants to teach them is, no, you at some point you need to think for yourself. Um, and he talks about the careers that they're going to go into. And the, and the quote from the movie and from the commercial is when he says to the medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. Now, as you've heard me say before, and probably others here at The Motley Fool, our mission as a company is to help the world invest better. I was thinking about that this morning, and for the first time, I thought about company mission statements because often when I'm doing research for Market Foolery or for Motley Fool Money, and I go to a company's website, at some point, I will click over to find how they describe themselves. And I, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I read mission statements, and I just think, really? That's that's what you really think you are? Um, and so I, I, I think that about some companies, and so... For the first time this morning, I thought, you know what? There's a very good chance that people think that about The Motley Fool. Like, really? That's your mission? That's how you see your mission is to help the world invest better? Come on. You're, you're, you're trying to make money. And we are. We're a, we're, we are a, make no mistake about it. We are a capitalist endeavor. Um, but that truly is our mission. And from David and Tom Gardner, all of the executives at our company, all the way down throughout the company, that that drives everything we do. Um, and I was thinking about our mission as it relates to that quote because it's easy. It's human nature when the market is soaring, as we've seen over the last couple of years, to get caught up in it, to get caught up in that frenzy. And uh, gosh, I mean, is is there aren't many better feelings than clicking – a stock quote, looking at a stock you bought and seeing it popping or seeing that it is doubled or something like that. And it's just, it's just a great feeling. Um, but we want to help the world invest better. We want to help you invest better. But it's not so you can just sit around and count your money. We want to help you invest better so that you can 
live, so that you can experience life. Uh, one of the things that David and Tom Gardner have talked about is is not just the investing lessons that they have learned from their dad, but also the life lessons from both their mom and their dad about what you spend your money on. Tom Gardner frequently talks about he likes to spend his money not on things but on experiences, to travel, to be with family and friends. And so that's – we want to help you invest better. But we the reason we want to do that is because we want you to help others invest better. We want you to experience life, to be able to send your kids to school so that you can be with the ones that you love. Uh, Robin Williams gave so many gifts um, and the great news is we'll have those forever. Um, the sad news is that he, he had more gifts to give. He had more comedic gems and more wonderful dramatic performances in him, I know, but he also had demons that he could not overcome. Um, and that is the sadness. Um, but we want you, we want you to invest better. We want you to succeed and investing, and we want you to go out and live and enjoy life because this was one of those perspective moments. And uh, I just wanted to take a couple of minutes today and, and uh, I guess make sure that others had that perspective as well. Also, just to pull back the curtain a little more, I knew that there was no way I was going to get through today's episode without talking about Robin Williams. So I figured I would just make that the focus today. Um, but like I said at the top, I promise tomorrow we will be back to talking about stocks. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. Anne Henry's behind the glass making the tech work. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. I see that look at Mr. Pitt's eye. Like 19th century literature has nothing to do with going to business school or medical school, right? Maybe. Mr. Hopkins, you may agree with them, thinking, yes, we should simply study our Mr. Pritchard and learn our rhyme and meter and go quietly about the business of achieving other ambitions. A little secret for you. Huddle up. Huddle up! We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. And medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, Oh me, oh life of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish. What good amid these, oh me, oh life? Answer, that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. The powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be?